The most compelling picture of Israel's future national restoration is a prophecy envisioned by Ezekiel about a valley of dry bones. As the song says, so breathe, O breath of God. Now breathe, O breath of God. The rebirth of Israel seemed as impossible as a valley of unburied skeletons coming to life. But God was up to something good, and Ezekiel was about to learn there was no limit to his creative power. Like dry bones, Israel was a dead nation, and the glory of God had departed. Does that describe your life in any way? Are you wondering, can these bones live? Be encouraged. Jesus said, you must be born again. He's in the business of bringing dead things to life. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Ever wonder if God has left you? Does he sometimes seem silent or distant, impossible to reach? Hello, I'm Brian Davis, and you're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. And coming up next, Ron takes us to the book of Ezekiel in his teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. And along the way, he'll remind us of the promises God has made to Israel and the promises he has made to all who have put their faith in Christ. Look for us online at somethinggoodradio.org, where you can hear any of Ron's messages on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as lead pastor, here's Ron in part two of his Something Good radio message, Ezekiel, the glory of God. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when you through, when through you, rather, I, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. You ever seen how sometimes uh, big corporations will protect their brand? I thought about that as I, as I read about how the Lord vindicated his holy name. God acting in his own self-interest to protect his holy name that had been profaned by his people. And he would do this by redeeming his chosen people from exile, bringing them back to the land that he had given to them, that promised land. And he goes on in verse uh, 24 of chapter 36, and here's Ezekiel's expression of the new covenant. The new covenant that we first learn about in Deuteronomy from Moses and then Jeremiah and now Ezekiel chapter 36 beginning in verse 24, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. What a great chapter, chapter 36. It's all about the new covenant 
the hope that he extended to Israel even as they were in captivity. And that great chapter ends with the phrase, then they will know that I am the Lord. Oh, the lengths to which he goes to protect his holy name while simultaneously bringing his people back into a, a new covenant relationship with him. Furthermore, there is coming a day when God will vindicate his holy name by making good on every promise that he made to the nation of Israel, including, listen to this, promises concerning the land. And don't ever forget that. When you tune into the news at night and you see all this stuff going on with Israel, part of the reason Israel's always in the news is because of what we read about in the Bible. It's at the center of God's plans, his chosen people. And, and the land, that precious land nestled up against the Mediterranean is part of God's promise. An absence of arrogance, it is all about making the Lord's name great and his renown or his glory increase. Now that brings us to chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel. And I want us to camp out there in the time that we have remaining because the most compelling picture of Israel's future national restoration is a prophecy envisioned by Ezekiel about a valley of dry bones coming to life again. And this is, this is I mean, next to the, the opening vision of the glory of God uh, as the book unveils, uh, this is an incredible, incredible picture. This vision came to Ezekiel after the prophecy concerning the new covenant. Keep that in mind. The rebirth of Israel seemed impossible at that time. Uh, Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was decimated. The glory of God had departed. The people were taken away to captivity. Was there any hope for the nation? And the rebirth of Israel seemed as impossible as a valley of unburied skeletons coming to life. And this is the vision that Isaiah saw. Chapter 37, beginning in verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel writes. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. Got the picture? Firmly in your mind there? A valley of just dry skeleton bones. Verse 3. And he said to me, son of man... Can these bones live? What a question. What does it mean? Well, God transported Ezekiel by a vision to this valley of uh, dry bones. And then he instructed the prophet to speak to the bones. And Ezekiel says to the bones, I love this, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> there it is. That phrase that's repeated over and over again. The word of the Lord came to me. And in this case, Hear the word of the Lord. How many times did Israel stiffen their neck and harden their heart and deafen their ears to the word of the Lord? How many times did Jesus say during his earthly ministry, he who has ears to hear, he who has ears to hear. He wasn't an audiologist checking how, how good your hearing was uh, in a physical sense, but he was, he was wondering, does anybody have spiritual ears to hear what the word of the Lord says? And this is what Ezekiel speaks to the dry bones. 
And he also speaks to them and says that God would cause breath to enter you and you shall live. Uh, you read the, the, the vision there and it tells us that God will put sinew and, and then skin on the bones. And finally the bones would stand to their feet like a great army and the winds would come and he would breathe life into those bones. Can these dead bones live? What is it a picture of? Well, first Israel. Like dry bones, Israel was a dead nation. And the glory of God had departed. Boom, I'm out of here. Elvis has left the building. No, God has left the temple. That place where he said, I will dwell with my people. Remember the Holy of Holies and the glory of God uh, you know, between the cherubim and all that? Gone. Because they, they grieved the Lord over and over and over again with their sin. Was there any hope for Israel? Can these bones live? Well, the answer that came back was a resounding yes. God may have departed, but he wasn't done with Israel. God had a plan for Israel's future, and friends, he still does. He still does. And uh, the, the, the nation of Israel that has gathered back in the land today is not necessarily the fulfillment of this prophecy, although it's a good start. I believe this prophecy ultimately points to a time at the end of the age when God will gather believing Jews to their homeland and Jesus Christ, they will acknowledge as their Messiah. And when he returns, he will establish their, his millennial kingdom on this earth with them. The Bible says for a thousand years. And all of the promises that God made in the Old Testament to the nation of Israel, especially those concerning the land, will be fulfilled. Israel has never occupied the fullness of the promised land. They will during the millennial kingdom. But in the meantime, what are we to make of this? Is, is it just kind of an interesting Bible prophecy lesson? No, I think there's a question for all of us here, and that's this. Does any part of your life feel like a valley of dry bones? Is there some dryness in your life? Maybe some deadness? Let me point you to the words of Jesus in John chapter 3. He said to a religious leader named Nicodemus, you must be born again. That was kind of the uh, can these dry bones live moment for Nicodemus. And Nicodemus was a little confused. He thought Jesus was talking about him you know, somehow climbing back into his mother's womb and being born a second time. And, and Jesus says to Nicodemus, no, I'm, talk I'm talking about spiritual things. What Nicodemus didn't understand is when he was born into this world, like every one of us, we're born physically alive but spiritually dead. Dead in our trespasses and sins. That part of us that was created to have a relationship with God is dead on arrival. You can be physically alive, spiritually dead. That's the definition of a zombie walking around, right? And Jesus said to Nicodemus, not it's a nice idea, if you're born again. You must, you must be born again.
We'll return to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones in just a moment to listen to any of Ron's messages on demand. Please visit somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to access the Something Good digital library with more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search the streaming library by scripture or topic and find answers to your Bible questions and grow in your Christian faith. Again, that's the Something Good digital library at somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good Radio and free resources like the Something Good Digital Library only exist through the faithful prayers and financial support of listeners like you. And today, when you invest $50 or more in the media ministry of Something Good, we have a very special thank you gift to share with you. It's Ron's book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Hardcover volumes one and two are included in this offer. Request them today for your gift of $50 or more. When you order the print versions, you'll also get unlimited access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or you can mail your gift P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. You can also call our offices, the number 757-276-1099. Ron joins me in studio after today's message, so stay with us. But first, let's tune in to the second half of today's Something Good radio message, Ezekiel, the glory of God. So if there's an aspect of your life that says, yeah, a valley of dry bones, that, that kind of describes me and how I'm feeling, uh, some deadness, maybe, and I, don't, I can't look inside your heart, only God can, but maybe that's because you've never truly had a born-again experience. You've got religion, okay? Maybe you've got some religious cycles in your life, like coming to church as often as you can but it doesn't mean you've been born again. Our churches across America, quite, quite honestly, as pastors talk, are filled with people who've never truly been born again. That may describe some of us here today, some of you here today. Uh, but there are others who uh, are genuine believers in Jesus Christ. You've been born again, but it still feels like you're in a dry place. Uh, if we were to have a conversation, you, you might uh, say, I, 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 it just feels like God has departed. I don't feel as close to him as I used to. Now, the glory of God has departed in my life, or maybe I lost my salvation, I don't know. Well, keep in mind that in a New Testament sense, and let's make that transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the Bible says in the New Testament that we as believers in Jesus Christ are the temple of the Holy Spirit not a temple made by hands in the Old Testament where God dwelled with his people, but now he dwells inside of us. Uh, at the moment of salvation, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of you, right? And he never departs. You don't lose your salvation because you did something bad or God stopped loving you. Um, but just like Old Testament Israel, through continued disobedience, grieved the Spirit of God to where back then the glory of God departed the temple, so we too can grieve the Holy Spirit by continued sin, by sin that we never deal with, or we just kind of slough off and say, well, that's just, that's just kind of who I am. I'm a bitter, old, unforgiving person. 
No, that's sin. And we have to deal with it by the grace of God. And when we don't deal with it, no, the Spirit of God doesn't depart, but the New Testament does tell us he's grieved. We basically shut him down. And um, it's going to feel like, yeah, the presence of God isn't as real as it used to be in my life. Uh, I, I don't experience intimacy with the Almighty like I once did. It's not because he departed. It's not because he left. It's because there's something between you and him, even as a believer. Uh, the residency of the Spirit of God in our life is one thing. He never leaves. He never departs once he sets up residency. But maintaining fellowship and closeness and intimacy with God is a whole other thing. And this is where for the believer in Jesus Christ, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 comes into play. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we practice that daily discipline, or as often as the Spirit of God brings some sin to our awareness, fellowship is restored, intimacy is there again. So, so one of these two situations may describe the life that you're experiencing right now. In, in an honest moment, just between you and the Lord, maybe there's some area of your life that feels like a valley of dry bones. Can these bones live? They can. Let me tell you how. Number one, hear the word of the Lord. It's just that simple. Stop stiffening your neck, hardening your heart, deafening your ears, and saying, well, that applies to somebody else, or, ah, pastor, I got, I got other things to worry about than this. No, this may be the very thing that's keeping you from the life God has planned for you in Jesus Christ. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of that that comes with it. Eternal life here and in the life to come. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear it like you've never heard it before. Tune your ears to him and uh, give attention to his word. Secondly, repent. It's a good Bible word, isn't it? Couple that with uh, confession, confess, and repent. Just stop doing what you're doing. Stop doing that which grieves the Spirit of God and causes this distance between you and him, all right? And then he won't feel so far away. And then after you hear the word of the Lord and you confess and repent, are you ready for this? <laughs> Listen for the sound of your rattling bones. <laughs> this takes me back to the, the vision that Isaiah or Ezekiel saw in chapter 37. He says, when, when uh, he spoke to the bones, he suddenly heard the sound of rattling bones. The knee bone connected to the hip bone and the hip bone connected to the, the bones started connecting to one another. And before long, there was a skeleton standing in front of him, but the Lord was not done. He began to put sinew and ligaments between the bones and then skin on the bones, but it still wasn't alive. That's when the winds came. And the Lord, like he did to Adam when he fa fashioned him out of the dust of the earth, breathed life into the bones. And then these once dry bones were standing before Ezekiel and before the Lord as an army, an army ready to be used by God. What an incredible, incredible picture. Yes, it had to do with the nation of Israel and God's plan 
all the way to the end of the age. But, you know, friends, there's application for us today. God is in the business of breathing new life into dry bones. Can these bones live? The answer is yes. Hear the word of the Lord. Repent. And then listen, listen for the sound of those rattling bones as the Lord begins to work in your life and in my life and in the life of our church to breathe new life into that dry, dusty, dead place that has emerged in your life or in your ministry. Now say it with me. That's heavy, man. <laughs> That's heavy, heavy stuff, isn't it? But it's good stuff. It's God's stuff. And when God does his work that only he can do, all glory goes to him. It's just one of the reasons he is the exclusive member of his own Hall of Fame. Glory be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Something Good radio message, Ezekiel, the glory of God. And Ron, you briefly mentioned earlier in today's broadcast, believers in Christ can sometimes feel as though God has left them, that he is silent, distant, unreachable. What would you say to those who are sorting through those sorts of feelings right now? Brian, God has never made a promise that he failed to keep. That's important for us to understand. Now, it's true. His timing is not our timing. Uh, the promises we find in his prophetic word may not come to pass today or tomorrow or even five years from now. But many of his promises are not prophetic in nature. They're relational. Uh, here's one that needs to be the focal point for anyone who feels as though God has left them. God says in his holy word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Not now, not ever no matter how many mistakes you make. So the short answer is that regardless of how you feel, God has not abandoned you. Now, let me give you a few examples. The father didn't leave the prodigal son. The prodigal son left the father. And later, when the prodigal son decided to return home, the father spotted him from far off. And later, when the prodigal son decided to return home, the father spotted him from far off, and what did he do? He ran out to meet his son. Uh, this is reminiscent of James chapter 4 and verse 8. Uh, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you, the Lord says. The issue is not that God has left us. We sometimes leave him. And as we draw near to him in prayer, in the reading of his word, in fellowship with other believers, in confession and repentance, well, he will draw near to us. Uh, one more example, uh, Judas betrayed Jesus and Peter denied Jesus. Both, in a sense, left their Savior, but one of them came back. One of them drew near. It was Peter, along with John, who was the first of the disciples to go to the tomb when they heard the body was no longer there. Uh, both men, Judas and Peter, distanced themselves from Christ. But one of them chose the godly sorrow that leads to repentance and closeness with God. The other chose worldly sorrow that leads to regret, distance from God, and eventually death. So let me encourage anyone who feels estranged from God to some degree. He has not left you. He has not broken fellowship, but perhaps you have. So draw near to him. Immerse yourself in his word. And I promise you will no longer feel abandoned. The truth is, 
you never were. That's Dr. Ron Jones. Some final thoughts from today's message, Ezekiel, the glory of God. Well, Ron, as we wrap things up for the day, tell us what's in store for us next time as you move ahead in your current series. Yes, and thanks, Brian. Our next stop on the ultimate road trip through the Bible is our final stop in road trip number four, uh, the last of the five major prophets of the Old Testament. And it's one of my favorite books in the Bible. I'm talking about the book of Daniel. Here we see a man of great character in the midst of chaos. Daniel was also a man of courage who worshiped God while living in a godless culture. And he stuck by his convictions, even when his very life was threatened. So the question for us today is, how can we stand strong in our faith, particularly in a godless culture like ours here at home and and in many other places all over the world? I'll offer some thoughts on that question next time as I continue my teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. That's tomorrow in Dr. Ron Jones' message, Daniel, Standing Strong Until the End of the Age. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.